You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Knott, Evan Klosky, it's your boy. No, Ulysses, this time around, he is traveling overseas. We should have him back in the fold next week. In the meantime, though, we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the traditional platforms at Locked On Rays. Um, wow, uh, Evan, uh, that escalated quickly. Uh, over the last couple days, Wander yeah. Franco. Well, it's it's been escalating. It's just we haven't known about anything that's going yeah. on. <clears throat> yeah, uh, not not encouraging news. Um, you know, obviously we're still trying to figure out what exactly is going on. But for the first time in this four months long investigation it seems like we're starting to now get piecemeals of what the dominican republic uh, dominican republic prosecutor's office and everyone associated with it um the ministry the what their case is against wander franco and um you know for those who you know haven't really been keeping tabs of the past 48 hours 72 hours um let me just roll through roll through everything we know uh, as quickly as possible. So uh, let's start with last week. Uh, Wander was was uh, was asked to to come into um, the prosecutor's office in Puerto Plata uh, on on Thursday and did not show up. So on Monday he ends up showing up with his new lawyers. You know, the old lawyers said, look, we were fired, so we couldn't actually, you know, deliver the message. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Monday, Wander shows up with his new representation. He's questioned for about three hours, uh, to which at that point they they take him into custody. Now, um, originally he was taken into custody for not showing up to the summons. Uh, not it, you know, not a criminal charge, not anything like that. It, it solely had to go with not responding to the summons from the week prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, over over time, though, you know, we also learned the mother of the minor, um, as as part of this case, was was also um, held in custody as well, which was which was a bit confusing didn't really understand why both of them were in there. I kind of learned a little bit more. Now, all these reports, whether it's uh, Hector Gomez, uh, an MLB insider from the DR, uh, the Portes scene in the DR, uh, some ESPN reports, you know, that's that's kind of everything I'm citing right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to put the disclaimer out there that these are all reports. Everything is alleged. Nothing, there have been no, as of Thursday night, no criminal charges have been pressed. Uh, as of listening to this, I'm sure Wander Franco is going to show up in court on Friday in front of a judge, and we're going to see if this case is heard. Um, 
if Wanda Franco is going to have to stay in the DR for the entirety of the process because the prosecutor's office does not want him to flee and leave the island. Uh, and we're going to start to learn more information uh, from from all these reports. Allegedly, uh, Wanda Franco was in a relationship with a 14-year-old, a, a now 15-year-old, and was sending money to the minor's mother for silence uh, mm-hmm. on it. So the, you know, again, reports indicate that the the minor pretty much says that the, the mom does this, that the mom tries to pro- essentially profit off of me for her own gain. And, you know, but, but all this involves kind of like money laundering and, um, you know, on the mom's behalf, like, I mean, there sounds like sexual trafficking. I mean, it's right. just so, and, and, and again, I want to kind of say that the, the, the laws in the DR are different than the ones in America. So I think me specifically, I'm still kind of learning what the charges are, how they, you know, what that means in the DR versus what it means for us here in the U.S. But I think bare bones here, we kind of understand the severity of this issue. And all of that information, all those reports are part of, you know, the prosecution's case against Wanda Franco, which is a, a, a lot of pages, it, a lot of evidence. Again, I mean, four months worth, uh, hundreds and hundreds of pages, um, allegedly Wanda paying, you know, around, uh, it was like, I think the conversion was like eight to $9,000 per check sending to this mom. Maybe there was a car so on and so forth. The defense is now going to have to say their case. Right. And we don't know what Wander Franco is going to say and, and his representatives as to what happened here. Right. So that's that's going to be the volleying serve. Everything that we've been told right now is from the prosecutor's office, building the case, going to trial. Now, you know, I don't know what happens in a DR. In America, this is going to trial, whether you know, um, then we figure it out from there sort of deal. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I, we're going to kind of learn some more once Wander gets in front of a judge uh, Friday at 8 a.m. So beyond that, I, I do want to say while things look very bleak, while uh, if you had to put me on a spot, I would say Wander Franco would never play another game for the Tampa Bay Rays again. Uh, I just do want to say as far as me being a reporter, viewing the story, I've I've really held off on giving my opinions on the matter because there's going to be a time and a place for that. Right now we are in the middle of the legal process. We just got our first nibble of information. So I know a lot of people want to speculate and try to figure out what this means. And I think everyone can deduce what probably this means. Uh, But until we have all the facts until Wander can state his case and due process can be given. At that point, then we can kind of say definitively, this is how it's looking. But from the parcels of information, at the very least, um, 
you know, sending that money. I'm, I'm assuming there is a, a, a paper trail. So right. that's going to, you know, and, and, and since that exists, that is still going to require uh, some sort of legal issues, suspensions, so on and so forth. So uh, certainly I don't foresee any route where Wanda Franco gets out of this without some more suspension time. Mm-hmm. And as I said, the more we learn, the more we hear, the more and more likely it does seem that we won't see Wander Franco with the Rays ever again. So we'll just kind of, you know, my opinion, leave it from that's all we know at this point. And Wander Franco will have his day in court and he'll be able to present his case as to how this all happened. The uh, the best lawyer or lawyers that money can buy. We know that Wander certainly uh, has the bankroll to be able to afford some quality, I would think, attorneys. Uh, we have more to discuss, uh, but first we have to tell you this. Uh, that is the wrong uh, read there. Let me get the correct one. Game Time. There we uh, go. Game Time is the only ticketing app. Usually Ulysses takes care of that, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to fill in here. I'm, I'm pinch hitting. Uh, Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with a couple taps and you are set. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Evan, just kind of a big-picture question in terms of your sports broadcasting, sports journalism career spanning, I suppose, college, Texas, Washington, Florida. Is this or could this shake out to be the most quirky, scandalous, crazy sports story that you'll have ever covered up to this point? I would imagine there's some others that probably pop up in your head uh, over time as well, but it's just wacky i i don't know how how else to explain it this this is like made for a netflix hulu documentary whatever you want to say yeah i mean i i would have to i would have to really think about that um look you know i don't know i don't know how wacky it is in my opinion i mean i i we live in Florida. We get some real wacky yeah, stories. That's true. Florida, um, this, at the face of it, allegedly, reportedly, you know, this is a guy who had a sexual relationship with a minor and then was a celebrity. And what is allegedly reportedly saying is he was shuffling hush money. So we, we've heard these kind of things before, just when it comes to really the Rays organization, you know, and even kind of like think back the lighting organization, uh, you know, it's been a while since really the Buccaneers have been in any sort of 
thing like this, uh, yes. you know. Um, but again, this was, isn't just like a, you know, a run of the mill 25th, 26th man. I mean, this is when healthy, when playing to his potential, he's yeah. I mean, future Hall of Famer. He's he's one of the, the top handful players, most electric players in all of baseball. I mean, the, you know, $180 million contract. Yeah, I don't know. So I wouldn't say that wacky is, is the word that I would use. I, I think it, it's, it's one of the more disappointing stories that I've covered because, A, and let me say this, you know, Wander's no victim here if, if everything that's reported is true. I, I'm not, you know, going to play the world's smallest violin for someone who, if he did commit these, you know, com- you know, have a sexual relationship with a minor and that is proven to be true and the due process is, is played out and it, you know, it happens to fall that way. You know, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. Um, but it is, and, and certainly our, our thoughts are with the minor who not only has to deal with whatever, you know, sexual relationship that Wander had with her, but then also whatever the mom was doing to profit off of her. So there's a lot of sad realities to this story baseball not being at the top of them but this is locked on rage so i do want to say and i've said it on twitter too before we're allowed to talk about the baseball impacts of wanda franco not being a part of the team while also recognizing that wanda franco's baseball prowess is not the most important part of this story so i just want to put that out there when talking about this you know we're not in a you know we're not in a bubble here we're not in a bubble here yeah, we're not in a bubble here. We understand the severity yeah. of the charges. So it's it's just, yeah, it's really unfortunate because, you know, this was a Hall of Fame type talent. Um, that's what he was billed as. You know, go look at the list of, of number one overall prospects in, by Baseball America back-to-back years. It's a very, very short list. Um, I know that Buster Posey, I think, was a, a – was Buster Posey the last one to do it? Um, I mean, I, for, I, I remember when he got called up, what it was like. But um, I want to say there were the there were a couple like Maybe other Bryce re- Harper. I I don't know Bryce they, Harper. That's another one. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Bryce Harper, Buster Posey. Yeah, those are the kind of names we're talking about. So that's kind of the what we were expecting. And you know, for a race franchise that really doesn't spend money and invest in players long term. They were able to get what seemingly felt like a pretty good deal for a Hall of Fame talent to give him money, uh, to give him the security of money, uh, even though that was probably going to be a deal in the long run. So, you know, this does really alter if Wander Franco is is done for with the Rays and with, you know, with Major League Baseball, which remains to be seen. But if, and we're going into the hypotheticals, if, you know, he's not, ever going to play a game with the Rays again, you know, the, the Rays need to shift their focus on what the future of this franchise is going to be, because you went from having a, a pillar in this lineup offensively and defensively to now uh, really, really having to search for the long-term answer with like the stout bat, something this franchise hasn't often found, you know, um, so it, it will mean really focusing in on prospect Carson Williams to 
you know, be the future of this franchise as far as that shortstop position. And it does mean in the short term, you are going to have to watch Taylor Walls man shortstop with some platoon duties, I'm sure. But I'm sure if you're uh, Eric Neander and company, you see Carson Williams, he isn't too far away. I do have questions about his approach getting, you know, once he gets to the major league level, he's going to strike out a ton, but the glove is beautiful. You just, you just have to hope that um, it's a little bit, the bat's a little bit more advanced than what, what Taylor Walls has provided the team the past couple of years in that sample size. So you view theoretically Carson Williams as the raised shortstop of the future over Oslaves Basabe and over Junior Caminero, assuming Caminero kind of slides over to third base. So, yeah, that's, and I, I've kind of said this before. I think there is a, um, there's a reality in which Caminero might be able to pinch hit as a shortstop this season, since he's mm-hmm. so young in his career. As I said last year, you know, Ulysses hates me saying it. I don't view him as a viable shortstop, even right now. I think there's a, A, he's huge. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, B, I don't, I don't think he really, can handle the shortstop position at the major league level so much. So there's a reason why I think they kicked him over to the corner um, going up through development. So, I mean, he, it's not like he's been like bobbing and weaving throughout the infield. No, they put him at third. So, you know, it might mean that you have to kind of navigate what you want to do with Curtis Mead. If you want to try to make him a long-term answer at second base, right. you know, uh, Yandy ain't getting any younger. So eventually one of these players is going to move over to first, but it, my assumption is Caminero is a long-term answer at third base and he will be a corner infielder long-term. But this year, because again, you are dealing with a lot of youth, you might be able to get away with 10 games of Caminero at shortstop if you really need it uh, and just, you know, hope it doesn't bite you in a tush. So yeah, uh, yeah, Carson Williams to me, he's back-to-back minor league defensive player of the year for the Rays the glove is ready. It's, it's everything else. It's the approach, you know, he's shown flashes. He's gone on significant hot streaks and cold mm-hmm. streaks. You know, you're going to get some strikeouts, uh, but, but he's an electric player, a former first overall uh, first round pick of, of Tampa Bay. And I don't think there's any um, issues with, with handing the reins over to him in the middle of the infield. And, you know, a lot of Rays fans have fallen in love with glove first players. You just have to provide a little more bat than Taylor Walls because, you know, the, the fan base loved Kevin Kiermaier. It loved Brett Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, Brett wasn't doing enough with the bat, but the year that he did, I mean, you didn't really care that he wasn't smashing the baseball left and right. He was doing little little bits of, of, of complimentary baseball. So, you know, and not to mention Carson Williams has speed. He'll be able to provide maybe 15 stolen base, 15, 20 stolen base potential. Um, so uh, there's a lot to like with him. And again, he's one of those athletic freaks right. that the, that the, the race have invested in for the past, like four or five years in their draft. All that said, He's no wonder Franco on the field. He is I, not, I, I, and and at, there is no. And again, yeah, you know, just putting putting everything with the case aside for a second, just as far as baseball talent is concerned, I don't know uh, if the Rays will ever have a talent 
like Wander falling through the laps again. He, you know, he is, he, he is that yeah. special of a baseball player and sure, you know, if, um, you know, if the story as much as out, we want junior Caminero to be the next Wander Franco 2.0, even he doesn't have the robust skill set and ability that Wander has or had. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. I mean, you got to remember also with Caminero, um, while he is a highly coveted prospect, one of the best in baseball, and we are all very high on him, and for good reason, uh, he, his success has been very short in the in the long in the in the, the grand scheme of things. Right? I mean, last year he advanced through two levels and then showed up to the major league level because at a necessity. But I mean, he dominated. He completely dominated all year long. But you have to wonder: is that going to be a continuation? Is he still is he that same player next year, or was this like a career year for him? Right? Mm-hmm. We don't know that answer yet. With Wander, we knew what he was like all the way through. Right? Uh, he would. He just there were like there were there were. He was this when he entered, and then he was you know outside of a a, a huge slump last year. Um, at one point, I mean, the guy was, you know, turning into probably at his peak, a bona fide 300 plus hitter, you know, I mean, with the new rules, 40 some odd stolen bases as he was starting to, you know, steal at a crazy clip that um, really he had never done the, the minors before. And uh, the extra, you know, the doubles would have been, you know, outstanding. And there were still the, um, the potential of maybe him developing that power and getting yeah. the 20 home runs. So, I mean, truly a, a five tool player and, you know, would have been is currently however you want to frame it. Um, you know, maybe a six tool, the six tool putting butts in the seats, you know, he can, you know, he has that electrifying quality, I guess you could say. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, long-term you, you would, you would hope that would be the case. And, you know, you would hope that the Rays would continue to invest into players who have that, ability with the fans and you know you still got guys like wander you know uh like uh randy rosarena yandy diaz it's just whether the, the fan base you know everyone rallies around randy it's just sort of the other pieces where are people going to gravitate towards them because um you know that they're you got to meet two requirements you either got to be the, the mouthpiece and always in front of the media and you know kind of being the spokesperson for the team or your talent's got to carry and, and win the day so you know um, we'll see. All right. Uh, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you this. Um, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's a hundred and fifty bucks in bonus bets win or lose uh did you know the FanDuel app is super easy to use and there are many different ways to bet like live same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab and make a parlay in what they have called the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and so much more so go ahead and visit fanduel.com slash locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to make your first bet a layup fanduel.com slash locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to make your first bet fanduel they are an official partner of the nfl 
All right, um, Evan, we're going to uh, bypass our uh, soon-to-be-recurring segment, Klosky on the Clock <laughs> and uh, Trivia and War. I might have a quick trivia question. We'll see. But uh, obviously the, the focal point here is uh, the Wander Franco developments, news, and updates. Um, in your heart of hearts, and I know it's still all speculation at this point and quite frankly too soon to tell, um, I personally think he'll never play another game in a Rays uniform, whether the charges are sought through, whether he's convicted or found innocent or gets off scot-free, like whatever the outcome, I I don't know if he ever plays. I don't think he ever, I think the Rays are already trying to determine an exit strategy from uh, the contract and, and him on a Rays roster. But where do you stand on this? Yeah, I mean, the Rays do. Uh, first off, this is very. The Rays don't deal with this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, they're very big in the culture. Uh, rarely do you ever find their players in trouble. And let's not forget that Juan Franco was called a bad teammate by his manager two months prior to all of this happening. So, and I'm glad you brought that up, not to, not to interject too much, but that is something Ulysses and I have speculated previously is maybe Wander knew or something was going on where obviously personal life, personal issues matters off the field, distracting him on the field, maybe going into a slump and maybe taking that, that off the field baggage into the clubhouse and, temporary tempers flaring so to speak possible pure conjecture that yeah. i won't take a part in but okay um regardless it's you know the organization was having problems with wonder franco mm-hmm. before the real problem started and let's say he's all this is a farce and he gets off sky freight right Mm-hmm. Um, then it would provide the Rays maybe a possibility of trading Wander, I would say, 70 cents on the dollar to a team that would take, you know, his talent and just will take anything, you know, like it's one of those things where, I mean, you know, if he's going to have, uh, he'll still probably have to serve a suspension regardless of how this turns out. But, um, you know, you would just try to get something of value. Right. Because at this point, for a team and an organization that constantly turns great players into more great players. And that's how the system functions. They're, they're just taking, they're going to have to take an L on this one. Um, and I think that's what the realization process is, is that we had probably one of the best players to ever wear a raised uniform. And it, and it turned out like this where we're not even going to have the on field moments. We're not even going to get the prospects in return just a straight on yeah blank burger so that's um and they're hoping that you know even you know if nobody will take him in a trade or well however it it shakes out you know there's been a lot of discussion as well about trying to void the contract or get wander on cause so they don't have to pay him the remaining 174 million dollars yeah. and uh something that um, friend of the program, David Sampson, 
brought up on his respective show was that the crimes or alleged crimes took place in the Dominican Republic. And I don't know if there's who I, I have not seen Wander's contract, so I can't state this, but and that's the, the possible wrinkle is something happened in the Dominican Republic versus stateside that that might um, make it more challenging. Yeah, and there's going to have to, you know, they got to sort through all the legal options. I'm pretty sure that if you ask to raise, um, they can just void it right now. They would and just, you know, but there there is, again, that's, you know, we're putting a little bit of the cart before the horse because what needs to happen is due process and everything figured out in the DR, what he's charged with, what's going to go on there. Then you got to go circle back to the raise contract after all that's figured out and then see what the team can do about that contract. Because I mean, I cannot imagine that Stu Sternberg is going to pay that money to Wanda Franco uh, for sitting in a jail. So if that's what ends up happening, it just, it's a little bit too complicated to figure out the cause and effect and what right. this is going to mean to the Rays organization. I just think broad strokes picture, my hunch, guess, just like everybody else is at this point, we probably saw the last of Wanda Franco yeah. in a Rays uniform. As for people who want to talk about his future in Major League Baseball, I think that remains to be seen. Um, he is very, very young. And who knows? And three, four years, if there's a, a team out there willing to give a second chance to a phenomenal talent. Um, we have seen it time and time again in professional sports. So right. uh, I'm not someone who's going to try to say this, you know, you're going to read it on apps and stuff. People are going to try to write the course of the future. And, and I don't know what that's going to be. Um, right. But at least... For now, we can make the opinion that that he's probably uh, done in St. Pete. So we'll see if that changes. Again, everything is is just going on based on those reports uh, from the three sources I said at the top. Everything, no criminal charges have been processed. Wander still has to state his side of the story. Mm-hmm. So all that still has to happen. And then I think once we know even more information, we can have more um more discussion around really firm details, how this team and organization is going to move forward with this. Because, you know, right now we're just trying to make sense of it all because for the first time in four months, we have a nibble of detail. And it's been it's been nothing since, you know, in between that, which right. has created a lot of confusion, a lot of people giving best case scenario, worst case scenario, and it's all just a bunch of hypotheticals, and we're still in the hypothetical world. Terrible timing, too, because I'm trying to, you know, get geared up for uh, playoff football and uh, college football playoff, and then uh, you have this news uh, hit the fan as well. Really, I think ultimately the Rays, Eric Deander, front office, ownership, everybody, and I think this is kind of their mindset, correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, but they're – kind of structuring the team and the roster and 
basically preparing as if Wander Franco won't be available for 2024 and beyond. That you can't yeah, have an expectation I, of, were, oh, you know, maybe we get him back in May. Or no, you no. you've got to you got to figure out who's going to be that shortstop. Uh, game one through game 162 in spring training and playoffs. In and as I've stated on, on this podcast before, that was always going to be the case, right? And I said, let's say, you know, before we had any nimble details, this is all nothing. And he comes back and he's ready to, you know, serve some sort of suspension. And he, yeah. he comes back in the middle of the season. Um, Brayton, figuring out a spot for Wanda Franco in the lineup and in the field, easy to do. Very easy to do. It's much harder to figure out the other side of the, the coin. So you have to proceed with him out of the picture. And if he comes back in the picture, awesome. Right. You're hitting third and you're playing shortstop. We'll figure out everything else. It's just like, yeah. you know, it just that that's not the. Uh, Although PR would hate their jobs. That's for sure. Uh, their communications yeah. team. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say this. In this scenario, it's a long time before you're plastering Wander Franco's face anyway. Yeah, and that's never. difficult. You know, and that's a difficult part because the Rays they don't want to be associated with this stuff. It, it you know, it, they're not an organization that really gets entangled into into yeah. these issues. So it's you know, it's a little bit of um, new territory for them as well in in kind of how to how to dance around this, especially for an organization that doesn't want to spend you know, the, the amount of money of other teams and you're looking down the road and you got $30 million committed to something that you might have nothing out of. And that's, that's a potential big issue yeah. if they can't get out of the contract, which we'll worry about that day when it comes. Right. Look, I mean, they've just kind of looking back on it. They had enough of a controversy with, you know, certain number of players not wanting to participate in um uniform colored hat during pride night like just imagine yeah. wonder franco okay we're yeah we're bringing him back after all this which i should note i don't know if we um concretely pointed this out but prosecutors in the dr are alleging that franco had this physical relationship with the 14 year old girl in the winter of 2022 when franco was 21 and had already played two seasons in the majors this wasn't because at the time when you know news or reports of this came about and i guess it was august you know last summer this past summer that oh well maybe he was 17 and you know just starting his pro career and the the individual was 14 and you know it was a three-year different they're both teenage no this uh you know 14 21 year old relationship Allegedly. Yeah. So, yes, uh, you know, the, it's, um, it's tough. Man, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just a really difficult situation. And, and it's, it, it's exacerbated by the fact that it's all happening in the DR. Um, they're certainly making this a prominent case for them. You know, first off, it's called Operation Out 27, this whole investigation. Uh, to there was the video of them like sending the case files to the judge, um, you know, with all these armed guards around it. Like there's no digital footprint of this stuff, you know, that's that's purely for video, right? To show just how much they have. Yeah. Um, tactics that Americans use too 
all the time. Uh, just just saying that this is a premier case down there and it is being taken very seriously. So, you know, and you mentioned kind of the the LGBTQ stuff that happened a couple of seasons ago. You know, while that was unfortunate and certainly a PR issue, you know, it was nothing illegal done there. That that that's just that's just a difference of opinion. St. Pete being as uh, pro LGBT as it is, yeah. not a good look, but but certainly in apples and oranges compared to what this is. I mean, every organization goes through that kind of stuff. You know, like no organization in professional sports doesn't step in crap at some point. You just go yeah. are like any business. You step in crap just because it's impossible not to really, um, oh, yeah. you know. So especially at the length that you have, maybe you don't step in crap for a year, two years, three years, but at some point you're going to step in yeah. crap. So um, like the Rays, you know, maybe it's, it's once every five years athletics. It's like once a week, you know? Yeah. It, yeah well, that organization is run certainly is. Uh, yeah. Uh, locked on athletics. I'm sure has a lot to say about that, but it just, yeah, this, as far as this situation goes and the severity of it and what potentially could happen, this is a, um, you know, pretty significant deal. And the Rays are not like the Dodgers who can just say, all right, Trevor Bauer, take your money, go get out of here. Right. Like that, that's not how the, the Rays are going to do business. So, uh, there, it, it is multi, multi-layered yeah. and there still are just too many questions to really perfectly sift through everything that I'm sure you all want to hear out there and need to lay down a framework, a blueprint, a guideline of where this is going to go. I can guess, but I think that would be irresponsible of me. Uh, All right, Evan, uh, where can people find your wonderful work? Yeah, you can head to at Ekloski WTSP on the X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at Ekloski on Instagram, head to 10tampabay.com. The Buccaneers fighting for a, divisional title this weekend against the Panthers. We got our blitz episode previewing that matchup eight 30 Sunday mornings uh, on 10 Tampa Bay. You can find us on our 10 Tampa Bay YouTube page, 10 Tampa Bay plus app. And uh, you know, respond to me on Twitter, interact, so on and so forth. I'll respond 99% of the time, as long as you're not a jerk. Very good. Uh, finally, and totally off topic here, uh, who wins the college football national championship. I hate the cheating Wolverines yeah. and uh, the pride of Dade City, <laughs> Washington Huskies. I am rooting for Washington as a proud Ohio State alum. I am ferociously rooting for the Huskies. My fiance is a Washington State grad. She is going to be rooting for Michigan. We're a divided household. But um, I do believe that Michigan's going to win this game. And um, they're. Very quickly, Washington likes to work fast, score a lot of points. Um, you better have a good defense because Michigan is going to slow down the clock. They're going to run it down your throats, and they are going to use their big offensive line to tire you out. So maybe Washington's leading in the first quarter. Maybe they're leading at halftime, but the third quarter and the fourth quarter is usually where Michigan kind of steps up and kind of grinds you down, and I think that, Michigan's going to wear down Washington. And I don't know if Washington's going to get enough possessions to really take over this game offensively. So uh, give me Michigan 33, Washington 23. 
Mm. I'm really rooting for Mike Penix. The pride of Dade City, the pride of Pasco County. He's going to be in the MLK parade in Dade City the weekend after. Oh, the weekend. I thought he would be in the the weekend. I thought he was going to be the Grand Marshal this weekend. Well, isn't it's MLK weekend though? Oh, so he's going. He's doing two two parades. Or maybe I got the maybe. I think you uh, might have the dates mixed up. I thought it was the thirteenth. You might be. You mean you might be right. I was told something different. I was told that he's going to be there this Saturday. But oh no, there's no way he could be there. So this that's Saturday what I was saying. Now. Okay, maybe. I was saying this, dude. I was saying this all. Day. I'm like, that sounds crazy to me. That sounds crazy. I was yeah. like, and there, and he called. He's like, no, he's going to be here. I'm like, what? He's going to be here? No way. I was like, that's crazy. So okay, the on the thirteenth, yeah. Yeah, the Saturday so, after the national day, yeah, I wish day. I wish you could have heard the conversation I had uh, at work like four hours ago. Where I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, um, they might they might have pushed the news out a little bit early because yeah, people I think got that impression that oh he's going to be there in town this Saturday. So yeah, okay. no, but regardless, it, it'll be a a cool sight to see uh, for sure. I think we'll see some uh, nice spirals from him in the championship game. But anyway, uh, good to hear uh, your take on the Wander Franco situation and football as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure uh, listeners have comments and uh, takes of their own. Hit it in the YouTube chat. Hit it in the YouTube comments. And uh, definitely want to hear what Ulysses has to say on this too. So, all right, uh, we will catch up with you on Monday. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.